Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, number 53. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any medium in between. This is George, the Bone King, speaking, and I'm actually joined by... Leisurely Vinny. Oh, wait a minute. You're not the dude. No. What the shit is this? This is a hostile takeover. The dude is gone. <laughs> Leisurely Vinny is in. That's right. Everybody, the audience, chant with me. Oh, oh gosh. Vinny. Oh, no. Vinny. See, keyword Vinny. was hostile, apparently. This, this is as hostile as he gets, just asking people for help. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, uh, why you know I mean business. Anyway, I want to say thank you very much for joining me on the show, uh, Mr. Leisurely Vinny. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and thank you for having me. It's, it's good to be back. Yeah, actually, for those of you who don't... Don't know. Um, Leisurely Vinny is actually a, a fan freaks veteran for back in the Cannon Fire days. Oh man, the old YouTube days. Well, actually, I take that back. We did the uh, Pokemon is a, a nature show, Digimon is a Sentai episode for yeah. Fan Freaks. So no, you've been on Fan Freaks before. I think I've been on Fan Freaks like twice, maybe. Yeah. Well, this is gonna be another time to Woo! put on. Yeah. That's right when you know it's hostile. <laughs> that, that's as hostile as it gets. It's Hashtag- violent. Uh, t- bring. Make sure all your kids are asleep. <laughs> Hashtag hostile. Hashtag NC17. Alrighty. Well, actually, uh, today's episode is going to be very interesting. It's going to be a question of the week episode. And uh, we're going to try and limit ourselves from going on rants on this one. But it's actually going to be about what games would you cross over? So uh, we pretty much just let our minds wonder on what, like, game series would work well together. I don't know if uh, Mr. Leisurely Vinny over here followed the same mindset. I think I took it less seriously. I just picked... I think it'll be cute and fun to see them together. So, uh, yeah, that'll be the good contrast between our two picks, I think. Which I think will make it fun. (laughs) Right. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and get into our reasons. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and start us out? Yeah, uh, I finally finished Ghost of Tsushima uh, by Sucker Punch Studios. Wow, okay. Actually, the dude was actually playing that, and he actually said he finished it. He gave a little uh, mini reaction review on it. It's really good. Yeah, it's, he really liked it, It's a good open-world game where you play as a samurai, good customization, story's okay. It's just, <laughs> story's okay. I mean, it, not to spoil anything, but if you've seen, like, Every other video game, you know. If, you, if you've seen every it's a, it's, other video game, it's a classic game, revenge story without spoiling anything, you know? It's like, it's nothing much to it. It's very hollow, but it makes up in, you know, the open worldness, you know, the side quests. I, I remember hearing about some really in depth side quests, yeah, that actually would fill in some of like that. A lot of the. My favorite part of Ghost of Tsushima is how it deals with like mythology and lore. Right. I think, I mean, without spoiling anything, I think that's just the best part of the game. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the dude didn't really go into the story. Because from what I remember, he didn't really go into any spoilers whatsoever. But uh, I, mean, I really... Is it okay to go into some spoilers? No, no, actually. Exactly. I mean, I, I mean the I game mean... is still pretty new. It came out in Listen, June. Listen, we said it was a hostile takeover, but spoilers is where I fucking put my foot down. Listen, guns, guns violence, me? that's fine. But talking <laughs> to me about a story, get out. Don't you dare ruin the product. How dare you? Jeez. I was not going to buy the game, and now I'm going to buy it even less. <laughs> now I'm going to buy it <laughs> twice. Uh, so do you have any other games you played? Uh, no, that's, that, that literally been, took up much so much of my time. That's cool. Do you have any movies you saw? Uh, we, yes, we actually saw it together. Oh, shit, that's right, my movie. Wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we both saw uh, Wild at Heart. 
uh, directed by David Lynch, starring Laura Dern, Nicolas Cage. As Vinny would attest to, uh, we've been watching a lot of David Lynch films. We kind of went on like a little marathon. The Pretty two much us. going through his filmography just to see where his mind is at. And, and this is where... I have no idea what's going on. This is where all my references to David Lynch on the show uh, come from. Because this is what we were doing. We're watching all of his movies and being like, whoa, that's really interesting. Wow. Wow. And we also find out he just hires the same actors and actresses. And that's all. fine, though. When Which you is trust- kind of cool. He has, like, his own family. Yeah, when you trust a certain group of actors, I mean, Especially, why would you uh, deviate? the guy who played Pete in Twin Peaks There's was the original a- guy from Racerhead. There's a fish in the in percolator. percolator. Uh, but yeah, no, he's yeah. I never even realized until you told me that he was the main. I just um, found this out recently. The lead in, in Eraserhead, absolutely. But anyway, um, I actually found Wild at Heart to be my favorite. But do you want to talk about that right now? The whole yeah, thing? let's talk about Wild at Heart. Okay, cool. Yeah, I actually found Wild at Heart to be my favorite out of all the films we'd seen so far. I feel like I need to rewatch Lost Highway. Still, that's mm-hmm. the one starring the guy from uh, Independence Day and Airplane. Yes, yes. Uh, I forget. He's also in a oh Independence Day. That's what yeah. I'm remembering. And him, yes, I, I I feel like I need to rewatch that because a lot of people are liking it, and I just I didn't see why. <laughs> but I also forgot a lot. I forgot it entirely. You told me I saw it already, but I don't even remember we saw seeing it. it. I, I remember us watching it. I remember the scene where I mean. I don't know. I can't describe it, really. Can you describe it in the most non-spoiler way possible? Looking at this scream, screaming while covered in blood. I, oh, I think I know what scene you're talking about, but I don't remember seeing that scene at all. I do. So I need to rewatch this entire fucking movie. I, I mean, we downloaded it. I don't know. Wild at Heart was fucking amazing. It was fun. It was a fun movie. Um, But I want to say, uh, I want to ask you a question real quick. Go for it. Do you like my jacket? It's a symbol of my individuality and a belief in my own personal freedoms. Honestly, I love the whole style with Nick Cage and the whole Elvis thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. He did it so well. Oh, my God. Way better than I did just now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nicolas Cage was a good Elvis impersonator with a snakeskin jacket. And Wild at Heart is pretty much uh, the story of Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern as they... I don't know, try to live a free love life away from their evil Wicked Witch mom? It's it's very interesting. That was the thing about this movie. It, it was just dripping with style, and it took a lot of metaphors and made them, like, it was literal. Hev- it was heavily into Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there was a lot of Wizard of Oz I mean, in it this was, movie. It's, it's beyond reference to a point it's part of the movie. Where do we even start with this movie, Vinny? Uh, let's start with our favorite part. Uh, My favorite part is the bank scene where they try to rob a bank, but William Defoe's gross characters. Things go wrong. Things just went south. Things just go very wrong. Yeah, and again, Willem Defoe is in this movie. And he's. And it, it just, he had, he had, his gums was covering most of his teeth. He had a pencil sharp mustache. He had a very strange, like, mouth prosthetic. And it he was very strange. Was the gro- it, I, it was gross. It was gross. It was definitely gross. He was definitely the grossest thing I I've seen in a I think that's the point, time. though. Like, he was supposed to be this gross character that he shouldn't be associated with. Right, right. But, wow, Laura Dern like, and Nicolas Cage, they're a fucking chaotic Listen, good couple. Listen, if I didn't have a hard-on for Laura Dern, I do now. <laughs> if I didn't have a hard-on for anything Nicolas Cage, then, well, I wouldn't be alive right now. Honestly... <laughs> 
I wanted to say one thing. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, it was weird. Like, we talk about, oh, Nicolas Cage, he's so crazy in, in Vampire's Kiss or something, you know. Uh, he's like, very tame like Face Off or something. No, I, I don't think he was tame. I think it was that David Lynch knew how to use the energy of Nicolas Cage. Does that make sense? They make a good team. Definitely. Because, like, there were moments where I was like, oh, hey, that's silly Nicolas Cage with how he reacted there. But yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it fit within his character for Sailor. Yeah. Sailor! Sailor! It's such a weird name, but I Sailor! never got over that. And then do you remember Do you remember what uh, Laura Dern's character's name was? Uh, she, I remember that she keeps saying she was 20. She was a uh, uh, Lulu. That's right. Lulu. She was 20, but obviously she looked 30. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I really liked the movie. I uh, did, too. It it's was definitely one of my top favorite David Lynch films. 100%. And, I mean, f- save for one word that, that Nicolas Cage uses at the end that makes it kind of like, well, it was made at, at a certain I, time period. Think, yeah. You gotta, it's, unfortunately, you got to think like that. But it was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that was random. But beyond that, <laughs> I had a great time. It was a good movie. I, I, I watch it again. Doesn't stop me from saying it was, like, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, David Lynch film. I think... Uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk. I was with me. I was going to put it's still, but like, my boyfriend up there. fucking put in my face. He's like, "Well, Twin Peaks is not a movie." Uh, Fire Walk with me. I know is a television movie, but on its own, I don't think I'd like it on its own unless I watch the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like it wouldn't make sense. It's like a TV movie for me, but a really a really good TV, TV movie. But like it is yeah. kind of a TV movie because you kind of need the TV show. I mean, it works on its own, but not as well. As I'd say, Wild at Heart. Yeah. Um. Did you see any other movies or no? No. Alrighty. So, uh, did you watch any TV I'm sorry. shows? Did you watch any TV? No. No, no TV. I I haven't really been watching anything. No. Okay, that's fair. Oh, so, wait. Never mind. Let well, me say mention this. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been watching Ninety Day Fiance because she loves that show. Oh my god, you cringy motherfucker! I'm not enjoying it at all. But <laughs> I can't help. But that show brings the worst out of me. What does like, this even mean? Like, I can't stop making fun of these people. <laughs> like, I would say the most meanest, offensive things, and if they heard me, they would cry. Ah, right, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I mean, I just I hate those reality shows because it's like they, they use these so editing effects that are like, honestly, it's just it's just filming the worst out of people. That's all it does. It's just try to film the worst. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like circus monkeys. But uh, that's all your recents. Yeah. Alrighty, cool. Rock on. So I'll go ahead and start with mine. Uh, I saw, and by the way, we count, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you before, but we count YouTube videos as TV. Dude, I, 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 nobody told me that. I probably should have mentioned that, you but too late, that. it's time for my... <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> I, I've been watching, actually, um, these uh, videos by a YouTuber named Joseph Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, he did some really, really good Fallout 4 videos that I highly recommend. Oh, you, you showed me about that. Yeah, but the, no, these are other Fallout videos. Oh, my God. Uh, but these ones are like five hours long. I feel like I I know enough from just being like a, a consumer perspective uh-huh. of, you know, because I, I, I play the Fallout games. Unfortunately, I have them all. <laughs> well, I mean, you you are a fan of them. Yeah. Just because I, the recent ones or whatever. You, yeah, you I'm still a considered a fan. Yeah. But I, I just feel like I just know enough that it just goes, I don't need to watch stuff like that. I don't know. I think he gave a really in-depth review about gameplay mechanics and how it works and a whole bunch of different things. But I didn't actually watch the Fallout ones. I actually watched the Witcher videos. 
He did uh, a video on Witcher, uh, Witcher One and Witcher Two. Oh, the the ones that people don't talk about. Well, the well, they're like a five fucking hour video each. <laughs> so I I don't know. I really really like long videos, even if they're just long editorials where they're just kind of just like talking to the microphone. Like that Twin Perfects, uh, Twin Peaks. Well, that one, that's like four hours long. That one's long. Plus, it has editing, like really good editing. Yeah. So I, I love to watch that one because it's like watching a documentary on Silent Hill or something. Yeah. But these videos by Joseph Anderson are kind of more like uh, editorials, like podcasts in their own, like little mini uh, editorial podcasts. Much yeah. like you're listening to right now. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but any, but anyway, those they were really good. I highly recommend that guy, yeah. uh, Joseph Anderson. Really, he really in depth stuff. If you can stand long videos. Go in there. Um, the only other thing, uh, we, movies, we kind of already talked about Wild at Heart, so I can't really talk about that. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. What else am I going to say? Yeah. Uh, Video games, uh, Dead by Daylight and Operation Raccoon City. No. What the fuck? I mean, not really. I've been building my computer, so that's been taking a lot of my time. But no, I was actually playing Final Fantasy IX. Oh, okay. How are you liking it? I'm so close to finishing that fucking game, Vinny. So How close, close are you? Oh, I'm so fucking close. I thought I was at the final boss, like the, the previous stream. I was like, oh my God, guys, we're like right there. The final boss, the dude is right there. I don't think it's a spoiler to say who the, nah. not well, the, who the villain is of that game because it's in Dissidia. Yeah. So the character from Dissidia is Kuja. I don't think that's a spoiler, but whatever. I'm like, Kuja's right there, man. We're going to fight him and it's going to be the end. And we're going to do this shit. But guess what it was? A mini boss. It was another fucking Final Fantasy fake out. You know where they think that they make you think the game is going to end? They're like, oh no, it didn't end, but it's actually going to end like in 20 minutes. I don't think it's a Final Fantasy thing. I think it's more of a Square Enix thing because uh, Nier Automata did that to me when I first did that play. Yeah, but no, Yoko Taro does it in such a very um, more creative way than just being like, lol, no, you didn't actually kill him. He was just mad. <laughs> okay, bye. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's different. I feel like Yokotaro does a little better. It's it's an RPG trope for yeah. sure. Like to be like, oh, that wasn't you my final. That was the final boss. Yeah, it's Guess literally what? a meme. There's more. Oh, it's Persona did that. It's with literally a meme. It's literally a meme. The fucking like, you th- oh, uh, you think this is my final form? You know what yeah. I mean? It's Persona Four did that too. Kingdom Hearts you- does it. Uh, all the time Japanese games do it all the time it's JRPGs really it's just an RPG thing in general Mega Man 3 uh, 4 did that with Dr. Cusack I don't think it's a bad thing per se if it's written well great but if it's not you can tell it's sloppy because it, if you just kind of like okay the story is resolving here and then be like okay you know where we have everything's going to the end and then it's like oh we're prolonging it just because we want to hold attention it's like eh that's not really as good you want to have you know, loose ends that you were trying to tie up that, yeah. oh, you forgot about that thing. What thing? And then, bam, there you go. You know what I mean? And Final Fantasy IX does that, but that thing that kind of makes you go, oh, you forgot about that thing, is introduced so much later into the game that you're like, oh, well, that feels kind cheap. Like, I'm not forgetting about it because I just saw it. Like the gas station attendant in Persona 4. All right, well, you know, and then that's all we'll say about what he just said because I'm not going to go into further detail about that. <laughs> That person, <laughs> that per, that gas, that that gas person. Either way, um, yeah, no. So Final Fantasy Nine is it's a it's a fun game. Um, I feel like it doesn't allow for a lot of creativity in terms of like character builds. I mean, it does in the sense of like everybody has a dedicated character build. Like Steiner like is class. the warrior. 
Like yeah. the no one else is going to be the warrior. Like and and you know Zidane is the thief. Uh, Garnet is the summoner. Like these are in like innate baked yeah. in roles they really can't deviate from. But like Final Fantasy VII, like Eris is a healer, but you can also make her do magic if you gave her materia. There was that open ended kind of like built you know build system with the materia. Yeah. But in Final Fantasy IX, it's kind of like, all right, well, what would your character class be good at? the fire spell the best one we'll slap that fucker on there you know like what what do you have to lose you're not learning anything else yeah i don't know i i I do like it i just i really can't wait for it to to get to its conclusion (laughs) and and finally get there because i've been playing this game for like six years don't worry this will be your final fantasy oh anyway uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much all my recents. You want to go ahead and move on to the news? Yeah, let's go. Let's move on to the news. Um, do you mind if I do my news real fast? Go for it. Because my news are like is, like, super short, so I could do this, like, in go five seconds. All I right. have short one, too, so. Number one, the more important one that probably people will care about more than the other one besides me Just who's a giant geek. All right, fine. Number one, there's a new killer in Dead by Daylight. The Butcher. I mean, you're. I mean, you're close with the letter B. It is the blight. Oh, I forgot it. Now, like if you're it. asking yourself, how is the blight different from the plague? And my answer is, so this killer's special ability is that they are able to. I, I mean, that's what was my question, but you'll see. It's not necessarily the same thing. Like the plague was about like vomiting on people. Yeah. And being all like, oh hey, gross. you know, gross. You know, yeah, you're you're sick now, and you're gonna vomit yeah. yourself. The blight is more like he injects himself with things, and it feels more like a, a Mr. Jekyll, uh, no wait, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Which is kind of cool. I do like that kind of story. Where it's just kind of just Mr. Hyde, though. It's not like you're playing, you, you play as Mr. Jekyll. Or That'd be kind of cool, though. I mean, then it would be close to Legion. Yeah, but the thing is the difference with Legion, Legion can run and jump over pallets and, and yeah. windows and stuff. Uh, the blight can't. The, plight, the blight's whole thing is like he can ping pong, off of surfaces. So, like, here's my example. So, he goes into charge rush mode like Legion does. But yeah. when you run into a wall, he, like, taps it. Like, when you're playing... Oh, my God. This is a deep cut. Like, when you're playing Silent Hill 2 or 3 on hard mode and you run into a wall and they can't uh, yeah. kind of, like, run into it. That I'd be surprised if anyone gets that reference. It's just us. But but anyway, um, but he, they do he uh, the blight does that, yeah. and then like immediately starts like using the momentum to run in another direction. Like you can alter it. Oh, okay, because kind of uses it to change your directions. Yeah, kind of think like tank controls from what I'm seeing. Yeah, where like you hit into a wall and then you kind of like use your your camera to choose what direction. You have like a split second, and then you rush in that direction with your uh. weapon out. And that's the thing. You have to time it. You have to run into a wall and then run out with your weapon. And you can do this. You can chain it like four or five times. And then if you if you miss or whatever, you inject yourself with another thing. Um, it's a very interesting mechanic. But the thing that fi- I find most interesting is he has like some really, really cheap ass perks. Oof. Uh, that I find like really, I mean, maybe not cheap. I feel like that's a word that, that may not be used there. Really strong perks. Yeah. He has a thing where like. If he hits a generator, like when you break a generator in that game, you can sh- you can cause like the the progress bar to start degrading, and then when a survivor goes and touches it again, you, you would be able to start regenerating it again. Yeah. And with this perk, when you kick it, you scream when you work on a generator again. Uh huh. So it's just like what the fuck? You just give away when everyone's sneaking to a generator. 
I don't know. There's a lot of other ones too, but I'm not going to go uh, go ahead and go into too much detail. Obviously, if you want to find out more, there's probably plenty of information out. Yeah, there. I mean, the other one is that there's a the hex totem. It hops around, so even when you cleanse one, it'll go to another yeah. one. It's fucking bullshit. But anyway, yeah. So there's a new killer in Dead by Daylight. Um, the other uh, news I wanted to bring up was there is a new Casey Crescenzo <laughs> Deer Hunter album. Not Deer Hunter though. So what this is is Casey Crescenzo from the Deer Hunter, also from Receiving End of Sirens, or was anyway, um, has his own band now called Honorary Astronaut. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a little hipstery, but you know what? I, I really mean, like the song. Hipstery, so it's fine. Yeah, so the song that they put out was Final Dream Machine. But if I And I kind of really like it. I mean, I really just started grooving out to it. Um, I mean, it's mainly just because I really like Casey, uh, Casey Crescenzo. I just, Deer Hunter is like my favorite band. Yeah. I know this is kind of like a random ass news, probably really, really obscure as fuck. But I mean, hey, if I get a random person to listen to more Deer Hunter, I think it's fucking worth it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So that's all my news. What do you got for me? Uh, so, uh, the Xbox interface is changing the game, but not just for the Xbox One. It's going to be for all Xbox consoles. Oh, so going to, like, patch in? Yeah. And mm. also for is it the, the blades? Uh, PC Wait. Xbox Game Pass thing. Is it's it the all blades? The same. Are they bringing back Xbox 360 blades? No. God damn it. No, Why not? It, honestly, this looks even worse. <clears throat> it's Even worse than the blades? It, they're tr- it's like, you remember those old school TV guide screens? Where they had the channels and stuff like that. Oh, no. All those words. And it just. Is it like constantly scrolling? It's just constantly busy. <laughs> and it hurts my eyes. I want to play my game, but I got to wait for it to finish scrolling to it. I got I to gotta go to this menu, through this menu, to this menu to, to play, play. Well, to be honest, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment yet. But I think I mean, it's awful. Vinny thinks it's pretty terrible. So Yeah, we'll, I, mean, we'll I saw a screenshot of it only. So We have to see it in motion. Watch it be fucking gorgeous. <laughs> It's just beautiful cloud. It does like a gorgeous pirouette before it flips you off. <laughs> and then, and then you have to pay to play the game. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, as you can probably tell, I don't think Vinny's a big fan of Microsoft. Uh, I, I like Halo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, I guess. Uh, I don't then, know. Uh, I guess this is the more, I guess, more open news. Uh-huh. Uh, Amazon just recently accidentally listed the Mass Effect remaster trilogy the mass effect remastered trilogy. yeah with uh commander shepherd oh and okay. a, a bunch of people apparently pre-ordered it but the game was never announced or anything was even talked about hmm. and so people are wondering if they're gonna get their money back they just want to make sure they had enough time to put andromeda in there <laughs> that's the important bit a jo- I I have a drama. Wait, you know what? If, if, I'm fine with them taking it off the Amazon listing. You wonder why? This hasn't even been announced the yet. The more time that they that, that, that they put into making the Rex romance option a feasible I thing. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, the more time they it's put Bioware into making EA. Rex. <laughs> it's Bioware EA. I don't care. I want to romance the big hulky space alien man. Is that a problem? No. Apparently, Bioware says so. It took so. me two games to finally date Tally. Well, that's, but at least you got to. That's true. I but got I to date with a racist human. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ashley. Oh, my God. But no, I dated so Liara, the sexy scientist. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking up alien. She's the alien. She's the alien. 
Yeah, I know. I always wanted to go for the aliens as well. Because uh, you're playing you're playing an RPG. It could be whatever you want. Like, I was embracing my inner uh, Kirk. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to bone this alien. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Spot, do I have to kill it or have sex with it? Oh, knowing <laughs> you, probably both. <laughs> Hold on. I got to have sex with this alien or else the whole world will explode. You're welcome. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Um, so, uh, any other news? That's it. All righty, rock on. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll go ahead and talk about our question of the week, which is, uh, what games would you cross over? Um, this is going to be a freaking weird one, guys. I love it. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is the masterful dude of doodling. It's the face that runs the place, the host with the most Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there or be square. I got this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Hey, guys, guys, stop. Pay attention. Oh, oh, hold on. I got this. Hold on. I'm going to start right now. Everybody in the audience, please Hold stop doing what you're doing and listen to him. Dad, you're distracting me. I can't I can't focus if you're looking at me. Sorry, man. sorry, sorry. I was trying look, to tell them to be quiet. I was trying to tell them to be quiet. I know, but don't look at me while you're telling them to be quiet. This is fucking shh, weird. Shh, shh. I'm trying to listen. All right, fuck. On Electric Avenue. Alrighty, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're talking about what games would we cross over? That's our question of the week. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know what a question of the week is, I'll go ahead and summarize that for you. Uh, this is the segment where we ask a question for the week. Literally. <laughs> I know that might seem a very uh, a short description there. But uh, that's only because, uh, you know, it feels like it's really self-explanatory. We it ask a question of the week much. and it's then we like answer. Versus. Right. Our question is... What games would you cross over? Yes, 100%. So uh, I wonder how we're going to do this. I wanted to do this in a kind of way that's like a board meeting, kind of. So like you would, when you pitch your game, you're, uh, you're pitching to me, who's the, the so board meeting. I have meeting. to sell to you why I think this would be a great crossover. I am the game board exec, all right? Okay. And you have to sell your crossover with me, all right? I'm one of these parties. I'll decide which one. <laughs> RC Glow. <laughs> don't even... uh game tank gamer tank oh yeah it's like shark tank and game theory uh but yeah uh, <laughs> <Shark Tank>. uh... <laughs> all right all right do you do you want do you want to sell to me a game first do you want to rock paper scissors shoot to see who Let's gets do it. the thing all right ready rock paper scissors shoot damn it really rock paper scissors shoot really <laughs> rock paper scissors shoot all right all right so you go first he All got right. scissors, I had paper. After the third fucking round. We, it's funny, because every time we play that game, we this actually happens way more often than yeah. we realize. I think it's just because we're basic bitches who always pick the we're, first We're pretty too. much the same person, so. just copy-pasted. It's like, <laughs> I don't know about that. What well, I fuck? mean, we're, we're almost the same kind of person. Anyway, you're in my fucking board meeting office right now, and you're trying to pitch me Listen, a game that you'd cross over. What are you trying to get? What are you sir, trying to get at me? I think I have a game that will revolutionize anything you could think oh, of. Oh, yeah? You Take remember Bread? I do. Fuck that. <laughs> you want me to forget bread? Yeah, forget my one bread, and only you're not son. Gonna need it because you're gonna want this on your sandwich. What the hell? Bread is my family. <laughs> Listen, are you trying to tell me bread is dead? Bread is dead. Welcome to this ultimate world of Metroid and Mega Man X. Metroid and Mega Man X. Okay. 
So, okay. So I'm going to root this in here. So how, how are we crossovering this? Are we sticking to one gameplay style? What are we doing? We're sticking to this. We're doing a side scrolling, okay. but with elements of castle uh, with Metroidvania, right? Of just exploration. So Metroid plat or uh, Mega Man platforming with Metroid, Metroid level exploring. design, kind of exploring. Yes. So you find your power ups throughout the level. It's not really so much stages as it's like one cohesive world. Exactly. Okay, I could see that. That's actually a really good one. And the whole cool thing about the game is you could switch between X and Samus at any time. Like maybe Samus could open certain doors and X could only certain doors. I don't think X could ever turn into a ball, right? Uh, no. But that's the thing. That's what makes Samus yeah, more unique. Yeah, she'd have morph ball exactly. Exactly. So and X like could that. be like a higher jump for platforming. You right. Know? Right. I mean, Mega Man would have Rush. Well, no, this is X. Not oh, that's classic. right. I'm sorry. See, since I'm not as well versed, I'm thinking Mega Man and Mega Man X. Is there no Rush variant in X? Uh, no. What? Really? Yeah. There's no dog. Why does he have no dog? Capcom, I, give X a dog. I mean, he has a boyfriend. Give him a dog. He has a boyfriend. He needs a dog. We need to complete this gay robot family right now. I need it. I need it. He needs it. I need it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> what, what, what would uh, X's dog name be real quick? What would it be? If if we had to pick like the style of X-Zero, Colonel, Sigma, it would have to be like a short name. Just a it would, letter? It would be Bark. Bark. <laughs> uh yeah i guess so bork it's simple name and it just get to the point what about bite bite would work too because it's like a dog bite and mega yeah. bite there you go see capcom bite would work anyway i actually kind of like that i like the whole Mega Man. um well x specifically the yx specifically because i feel like the tone itself fits more with metroid than Mega Man. Mega Man classic is very like kiddish young and colorful while metroid is very dark and very very much like darkly it would fit the kind of more oppressive atmosphere of like a ruined city as opposed to like happy sports world and we (laughs) at x and we never got a chance to visit another planet in the x games so it would be kind of interesting what would x look like in another alien planet Hey, and it would actually be pretty cool for at some point for them to cross over abilities or whatever like i would love for samus to get a sword and get like uh, zero sword sword, and x could get like uh one of the rockets or something right which i'm sure he has a rocket something there's been rockets before there's got to be a samus ability like the super run thing maybe yeah i mean actually that would be perfect yeah the super run i think so yeah straight into a slide there's all sorts of things we could do with that that would definitely work the most i think all right so i got i I, i'm in your game office now it's my turn Hi, hi, sir. Hi, I have an idea for you. Ready? Oh yes. Okay. Um, Mr. Mr. Miyamoto, you already got me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miyamoto, I have, I have an idea for you. All right. You know that series um, that that it has a lot of like fantastical elements. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it, the the Legend of Zelda. It's very yeah, yeah, very I little known. It. Yeah, yeah. You're you know, I, I know you're familiar. I know you're familiar. Yes. Um. So. Son. I know that Legend of Zelda has had a lot of spin-offs. You got you got your spirit tracks, you got your Hyrule Warriors. So I got one more for you. You ready? How yeah. about a Zelda tactics game? Like uh like like Fire Emblem? Mm, you can well, more kind of like a Final Fantasy Tactics kind of thing. Okay. Where what well, you could I mean, hey, I'm willing to compromise, Mr. Miyamoto. If if this is better for your Nintendo IP, then we could do that, Mr. Yes, Miyamoto. Yes, yes, yes. But my like whole money. idea is that I feel like Zelda has a lot of innate, like, classes built in. Like, there's a lot of RPG elements because it's it's based on Tolkien shit. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, it, it's Miyamoto's take on a lot of fantasy 
uh, uh, elements and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, the fucking Link is an elf. Forget, don't even start with me and the fucking quirkery and the goddamn elves that live there. There's no such thing as elves. Get out of here, you. But I'm just saying, like, think about it. Like, think about different classes based on the different races, like the the Zora, yeah. the Goron, the Gerudo could have really cool, like, stealth ninja classes and shit. And, like, you can make your team maybe, fucking maybe, even make it star Princess Zelda because she leads her army. Uh, and this is the units that you use. I mean, that, cello. Fucking Nintendo straight up is like, well, we can't have Zelda be a fucking main protagonist. Like, what would she, she do? It's what would Link do? Legend of Zelda, not Legend of Boy. What would Link do? What would be? How, wouldn't it be fucking cool as hell to play like a Zelda-based like protagonist game where you play through like the first five chapters of the game and then you awaken the Link unit? And Link is just like a really strong hero unit that's under your command. Who can use multiple weapons, and which stuff like makes that. Link kind of fit more within his narrative of what he does. Yeah, he's supposed to be like fighting for the crown. So I don't know. I just think I mean, depending on the game, obviously, but I just think you could have a really good game system using like statting the different um, races in Zelda. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's already built in there, Miyamoto. It's there, man. Considering development. If anything, just make it a DLC for Fire Emblem. <laughs> like, it's there. You have amiibos. You could just fucking scan them, put them in there. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got another one for me? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, let's do it. Let me hear it. So this one I think we briefly talked about before the show. Kirby and Cooking Mama. Kirby and Cookie Mama. Oh, wait, Kirby and Cooking Mama. Using various items from the Kirby games, but in a cooking style game with Kirby as the chef. See, but this is the thing. How do you because I wanted to avoid this. You need for this crossover to happen, it needs to be more than just like the Cooking character Mama appears. gameplay. Right, but like what about the Kirby gameplay are you introducing? Well, that's well, that's the items. Well, I guess uh, did my Zelda one introduce Zelda things? No. Well, okay. It's Zelda is about like you know getting upgrades, get finding uh, not weapons, but you know what I mean, like tools yeah. and whatnot. So maybe you're you're also building the castle in a way by finding different tools and stuff in the world. You're you're exploring and settling Hyrule. Sir, you're selling me a game. I'm trying to sell you. <laughs> I haven't left Miyamoto's office. I'm sorry, but um, but actually, I think I thought of a really cool way to do yours though with Kirby and Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama as Kirby. Where? How do you get the ingredients? You fight the monsters. You go yeah. into Kirby stages and you get the ingredients out of all the enemies that are made out of food. You and know? you turn into the food. Done. And you can turn into food. That'd be awesome. You can right? turn into a... Like, imagine just a, a bowl of rice just running down the field. What if there's just a ton of food puns? Yeah. Like a hot dog would be on fire because it's hot. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Well, that, that is going to be very earthboundy. Oh, because Nintendo wouldn't fucking know anything about that, I'm sure. You're welcome. I'm just saying, like, I wanted to avoid just like, oh, here's the skin DLC. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to actually bring in elements from whatever thing. And if anything, Zelda brings in the story. Yeah. Which I wouldn't have other way. But I actually like that. I like Kirby and Cooking Mama because it adds an extra layer of gameplay to Cooking Mama. Not just it, it does kind of make it seem like the cooking is a mini game, but just make it a bigger, big, bigger big, part of the big, gameplay. Yeah, big mini game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like that one. Uh, my turn. Yeah. Alrighty. So here I got one for you. Alrighty. So um, we're so. we're going to do F Zero 
and Gran Turismo. So is this like F-Zero in the past? Like, like they're just racing cars? I thought about, like, I don't really play F-Zero all that much, so maybe there's, like, a, a bit of a disconnect here. But I thought, like, what are ways Nintendo could bring back that IP, right? Yeah. And I thought about what if they kind of made it one of those, like, hyper-realism, like, this is what space future cars would look like. Although I think a lot of people the would... The budget of that game would be tremendous. Sure, and I feel like a lot of people would lose, like, interest if it's like, oh, well, this isn't the kind of fun, cartoony thing no. that I'm used to. But I was thinking, like, a more serious take yeah. on F-Zero. I mean, again, none of these are... I'm not saying all of these would be fantastic. I know. But I think it'd be an interesting rebirth of the series in a way. Uh, just to sort of be, like, more... Grant, oh no, I'm not great. Like Gran Turismo's like realism angle, yeah, but with like you know F Zero's futuristic setup. Maybe we can move on from F Zero to F One. <laughs> Finally, go up a number. We need Seriously. we need to grow a bit. That's the thing. Let's get a sequel going. Yeah. Maybe maybe F Zero and Blur, so that way it's it's Blur, less it's hyper realism. It, yeah, because with Blur you had the power ups like Mario Kart. Right, so it still has that like competitive angle. So I'll go ahead and say like F Zero and, and Blur. Blur. Yeah, which something. people probably barely remember. Only us. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, I want something a little bit more. I love Blur. That game was so much realistic fun. with F Zero. All right, maybe that one's a crash and burn. You didn't buy that one. That's fine. Go no, ahead I and mean tell I me like this. the idea. No, no, I know you hate it. That's, That's fine. Go for it. <laughs> All right, this is one I think you will be personally be excited about. Right. Okay. Resident Evil Dead Space. Imagine just a futuristic Resident Evil game. That where Umbrella, that works Umbrella Cor- really well. Holy shit. Umbrella Corporation takes the space with their experiments. Right, and they have like bioengineered shit in in their own like ships and whatnot. It's essentially dead space, but like you know using herbs and you know un- unraveling a, it. Yeah. Because, I mean, Dead Space is a little bit different in the Resident Evil gameplay. Because it's like, Resident Evil gameplay has a lot of, you know, unlocking doors to get to this thing, to use a key item well, on a puzzle here. Well, you also have here. the nodes in, in Dead Space. Right, but Dead Space is a lot more, I think, I don't want to say gamey, but, like, it's nodes. Yeah. It's not like a riddle. It's not like a fucking, you know, there are enemy, uh, you know, hallways that just fill in with enemies that you got to yeah. beat. I'm not saying it's bad. But you basically are making like more of a, a quicker pace actiony Resident Evil, but in space, and I actually kind of like that in a way. Or do you want to take it like a slow burn, kind of like classic Resident Evil, where it's like unraveling the environment, kind of like it could, you like know. I mean, you could take either or. It could be an, is like, it Dead Space Two or Dead Space One? I prefer Dead Space One. Okay, so res- then it's just basically future Resident Evil, Evil One. One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I like that. Although I would argue that Dead Space is kind of similar to that. I mean. Th- I, we made that comparison before. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to. Dead Space yeah. is, it, you it's know. It's literally futuristic. Alien meets Resident Evil. Which Resident Evil kind of dabbled in themselves. Yeah. I mean, G with the, you know, popping out of people's chests. And what chest bursters? What are we talking about? Anyway. But, yeah, no. I would definitely be on board I'd for, be, like, I'd a sci-fi. I'd play that in a heartbeat. Sci-fi Resident Evil? I'd be a, I wouldn't be surprised if they made, like, a Resident Evil 76. Uh, and it was just, like, future Resident Evil. Uh, I mean, in a way, that could still work. Like, a Resident Evil taking place in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Oh, uh, God. Like, everything went so far but no, 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 no. Now we're doing the movies. No, now you're going into the movies. We got to be in space. because The movies, Apocalypse, that's oh, what it was I a wasteland. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. See, I, I choose to block that. You got to block that. See, but the thing is, I like your idea in space if it was just like a space station that got yeah. taken over. That Resident Evil hasn't been in space yet. 
for all your crazy cartoon we're gonna anime bullshit. We're going to fight werewolves. We're going to fight werewolves. You, you can't go to space. They can't have a space station be taken with the virus. This is social distancing. I need my space. I don't know. I'm just saying, I guess it's hard to be like how many people would be infected. But then again, just have the encounters be super scary. I don't know. I like your idea. Thank Stamp you. of approval. Cool. Um. All right. So my turn again? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use a, a Resident Evil one as well. Okay. To sort of piggyback off your idea here. I would actually like to see Resident Evil and Fatal Frame. Yeah, that. That's a good one. Uh, you're like, yeah, that's a no, because the one, one with, uh, with Umbrella Corporation. See, but but see, that's the thing. Hold on, let me get into that because I kind of I gave you a little bit of detail, but yeah. I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail on why I think this would work. I'm not saying ghosts in Resident Evil. I'm saying you use the gameplay elements of using the camera obscura, the the, the camera obscura from Fatal Frame in a Resident Evil game where. I would like to imagine a game where it'd be like a spinoff, essentially. You could call it Resident Evil Snap. I really don't give a shit, but it's something as similar to this, where like yeah. you play an umbrella researcher, right? And instead of being like a crazy gun nut badass, like an Operation Raccoon City or any of the other games where you play umbrella researchers, you're playing as one of the dweeby nerdos that literally just have a camera, maybe a self-defense pistol or something like that. Yeah. Maybe the spark shock could come back. Because that's what apparently those assholes were using. So, like, I'm just saying, like, there are things that the series has established that these uh, these scientists were using on these BOWs that they deemed efficient. So, like, you'd be a BOW expert taking pictures trying to get optimum data for the company. Yeah. And you'd be graded as such. And you'd die if you didn't get enough. Because that's how Umbrella works, right? Yeah. So, like... I don't know. It'd be like a, a certain layer of gameplay. It wouldn't necessarily be um, straight up Resident Evil in the sense of like, you know, maybe there would be someone raveling the environment, but a big area would be like, okay, this area got infected. Go in there and take pictures of it. You know what I mean? I dig it. And, and like, yeah, and you'd be like a response team after the fact instead of just like what? Umbrella Corps where you're just random, random nobodies just, I don't know, Dude. killing each other. Yeah. And that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Really let me play as an umbrella scientist. I want to see the other side of Wesker. The side we keep hearing about but never actually playing. We always play as badass Wesker in the mercenaries not, mode. Not nerd textbook Wesker. And yeah, there's there's you know resistance where it's like, oh, the mastermind or whatever. But you know, Wesker isn't randomly like spawning in shit. I want to know about the side of Wesker that's like, hmm, this seems very interesting. Yeah. This one likes to eat this fast and it moves at this speed and oh, it almost got me there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it's kind of interesting. I'd like to play that. Maybe Wesker could be like a bonus character. It could be. Like super cheap mode. Yeah. Just levitate like Easy mode, you play as Wesker. If you get bitten, you just get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that'd be a I good one. I dig it. Right? Stamp of approval. Thank you very much. You're you got welcome. another one for me? Uh, Yeah, I got one more for you. Okay, go one ahead. One that I think I'm proud of. All right. Metal Gear Solid Bioshock. <laughs> what? Think about this. Explain this to me. Think about this. Andrew Ryan has been developing a Metal Gear underwater to attack any country at any time. I Snake has to go to the rapture, sneak in, and do what he does best. Oh, so we're actually bringing in the character. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, sure. Rock on. And, and honestly, I prefer Metal Gear Solid 3 Naked Snake, so we'll just have him do it. 
It's like it would have to be solid. Oh no, no, it makes sense. Because the timeline. And you run, yeah. The timeline. Oh my god. It, well, maybe it would. Maybe there's a few years off, but it might. It, it's close enough. It's close enough that it would work. Yes. Wow. That's actually really funny that they appear in the similar time period. So yeah, and the whole game will be will be like Metal Gear Solid, where you just go around. But you just make, first, you just made thing, this click perfectly to me. But That's but crazy. except for like big daddies and stuff like that, it's the Rapture security team. Why not? It'd be Big Daddies. Just the same. Oh, that's true. They are. Yeah, they're the security team. It's just imagine imagine performing CQC on a Big Daddy. Hey, you're a little girl. What are you doing here? It just fucking knocks her down. <laughs> Big Daddy says I need to collect things from angels. You're a little weirdo, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, actually. Bioshock, I think Metal Gear Solid and Bioshock would work well together. Me specifically, three. Metal Gear Solid, three, it would, have, it would work, though. It would work, though. I would actually like to see... Now Now I'm imagining... Because I was thinking, like, what? A first-person Metal Gear Solid game? But no. no Snake, Metal Gear Solid in, in Rapture. Rapture. Right. I like that. That's actually pretty interesting. In a zany kind of silly way. Yeah. I kind of dig that. And I think it would work with Metal Gear Solid lore with a whole different type of Metal Gear that's underwater where it could have more range of attack. Right, right. No, absolutely. You know, I'm going to piggyback off your idea real quick because I, I have one that's mixing game worlds. I know you're way. about to say. Metal Gear Solid and Bioshock Infinite. Got you. Damn, <laughs> fuck. Fuck. All right, stop the show. Fucking hell. All right, hold on. I got this. Ready? All right. Um, I got two here that kind of work. I'm going to start with this one. Final Fantasy and Shin Megami Tensei. Are you saying like 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 demon uh, demonic versions of the Final Fantasy characters? And more in the sense that like I want a really it'd be kind of like Final Fantasy Type Zero, where it was kind of like a more grittier take on the world of Final Fantasy. It'd have to be about crystals. It'd have to be about you know summoning and yeah. you know uh, warriors to save the world, the world and all that ending. shit. Because that's the whole thing with Shinigami Tensei. That's the thing. No, because Shin Megami Tensei is going to push it an extra step further. Because like, the world already ended. You're not, like, at the end, it, yeah, the world's already going to be, is already going to end, but you got to resave it. You know what I mean? You got to bring it back. Oh, you got to bring it back to it once more. Yes, like exactly. Like every other Shin Megami Tensei game. You know how, like, the world well, already, four. already four starts out destroyed, and then, like, you have to go to the different elemental dungeons to sort of bring back life to the yeah. world, and that'll bring the Final Fantasy elements in? But the thing is, we'll bring in the Shin Megami Tensei elements in the sense that, A, it'll be ball-crushingly hard, uh, B, it'll still be an RPG, and C, we are killing every god we see. It is like all the fire god. It'll be Ifrit. It'll be the summons. It, it, that's the funniest thing about that's That's hilarious. You will kill the summons to revitalize the world. Instead of like Midane or, or, or like these other bosses like Final Fantasy 1 where like it was like, oh, you kill the guardian that could like, you know, bring back the earth crystal or whatever. But that was to like get rid of the guardian that was fucking with it or something. Yeah. I forget kind of like what one was about, but you were just, it wasn't the same thing as- It was the Crystal Chronicles. Like destroy the the corrupt guard. Oh, I think that's what it was. It was corrupt guardians. Yeah. But you know what? Now there's summons because it's Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. Because they're gods and shit. Oh, and the humor would be hilarious. I think that would be very interesting. I, I, I honestly, I think that's my most favorite one. Like a very gritty, real, like almost Dark Souls kind of take on on the fantasy world. Yeah, that Shin Megami Tensei would. You know what I mean? Definitely, and it could work too because we have been in the past in the Meiji era in Japan uh -huh. with uh, 
Shin Megami Tensei Double Summoner Raidu Kazuo. Oh, and you know what? Some of the 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 the, the shadows or whatever that you summon to help you would be warriors from previous games or whatever. Yeah. You could do that if you if you want to cross over even more. Yeah, I'm no, just it saying. Definitely, it, it all could work. Yes, yes. Uh, do you have one more, or is no, that that's it? it? I have I have one, maybe two more. Do you mind Go if I it. burn through them? Yeah. Okay. So uh, one more I was gonna say was Devil May Cry in Castlevania. That's the one we were. I think we were. Playing we were with. workshopping because mainly I just want to see Devil. I want to see Dante just go through Dracula's castle. God damn, wouldn't that be something? It'd be so much fun. It'd be kind of like uh, Castlevania for the PS2. I think it's Lament of Innocence. Yeah, it'd be kind of like that in a way. So in a way, it might have already been done. So that's probably why I saved it for here. Uh, and the other one I would say is uh, Saints Row and Ch- Jet Set Radio Future, if not just Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Because, like, I, I want to imagine the mobility of Saints Row the um, 4. Imagine you know I mean? just up ante. First you were just graffiti. Now you could just shoot do whatever you want. But it's still got to be graffiti. It's I still want it to be, like... Because there have been some other games that, that try and reinvent the Jet Set Radio vibe. They're, like, you're more jumping around yeah. buildings and whatnot. It'd be like that, but sort of with the physics of Saints Row 4... But you'd still be tagging stuff. I mean, it's an idea. It was just something to sort of combine. I like it. I kind of maybe make it. I think I like the Devil May Cry Castlevania idea a little bit more. It is. It is way better. I do have like you know my ideal DLC stuff, but I'm not gonna go ahead and say this. I'll save that for a future show, as well as my ideal crossover, which is gonna be something else we're gonna talk about. But I think these would be some pretty good crossovers in general, like that would work together, right? I think so, too. Yeah. So, anyway, if you like the show, uh, go ahead and hit us up on the Fan Freaks Facebook. Uh, that's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. I am uh, Bone King TV on Twitter, so if you want to yell at me about something specifically, you can do that. Or if you want to go ahead and yell at my friend Leisurely Vinny over here. You can find me on Twitter, at Leisurely Vinny. That is correct. Anyway, go ahead and hit us up. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, this has been Bone King and Leisurely Vinny, right? Yeah. Wait, are you sure? I'm Bone King. You're Leisurely Vinny. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, join me next time, the Vinny. Bye. Bye.